Hello, my soul-seeking friends. It's Shanna. Thank you so much for listening to Sense of Soul Podcast. Enlightening conversations with like-minded souls from around the world, sharing their journey of finding their light within, turning pain into purpose, and awakening to their true sense of soul. If you like what you hear, show me some love and rate, like, and subscribe. And consider becoming a Sense of Soul Patreon member, where you will get ad-free episodes, monthly circles, and much more. Now go grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. I want to thank my new Sense of Soul Patreon members, Nina and Jamie. Thank you so much. And also to my new members of Sense of Soul's Network of Lightworkers. Y'all really have to check them out. Seriously, they are offering amazing programs and services. And speaking of amazing, my guest today is a four-time award-winning author, Simran Singh. She is a love catalyst, rebel humanitarian, a TEDx speaker, and sacred soul activist. She is the number one rated host of 1111 Talk Radio and publisher of the award-winning 1111 Magazine. Simran creates art, online courses, books, and media to bridge humanity's experience and expression. She's joining us today to tell us about her new book, Signs, Sacred Encounters with Pathways, Turning Points, and Divine Guideposts. So please welcome Simran. Hi there, Shauna. How are you? I am good. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you. It's so nice to be together for a bit this morning. Yes, I'm excited. I was looking over all of your stuff and reading some of your book and gosh, there's so much similarities. Like a lot of the things that have happened in my journeys seem to be a lot of what you've wrote about and what you talk about. So wonderful. It should be a really rich conversation then. Before I went to bed last night, Of course, this happens all the time, and I'm sure you will be able to relate. I was thinking about a time where I had just such synchronicity with numbers and stuff. I think I went to turn off my phone. I was listening to something, and I saw the number. I'm like, oh, of course. (laughs) (laughs) I just think it's so divine. You know, and with me, it's like, how do you feel? Because, I mean, I could see numbers my whole life. And never even bat an eye. But sometimes when you see them and you just kind of get this nudge, like, yeah, that's for you. Yeah. But I would love to know, Simran, you know, where you came from. And I would love to even know maybe your first experience that led you to where you are. Sure. You know, I don't know that I had much of a spiritual sense growing up. I had the religious sense in terms of the faith I was reared in, which was the Sikh tradition, and following the practices and rituals and things like that, that I had been modeled and taught. And other than that, you know, I kind of just rolled through life based on what society, the media, my family, everyone kind of showed me. And looking back, I realized that that truly is a really unconscious way of living because we think we're conscious, we think we're in you know, control of our life. We think that we're very present to everything going on, but we really are just following a program. And so fortunately, I hit a lot of pebbles, rocks, and boulders in my life. And I had the grace of dysfunction 
show up in my relationships and my experiences enough to make me pull back from that normality that I had come to believe in. And so, you know, I really appreciate the fact that there was dysfunction now at the time, maybe not so much, but now I do because it was those moments that had me pause enough to realize something is not feeling right. This is not what life is supposed to be like. This is not what relationships or love is meant to uh, be the experienced as. And that prompted the question, you know, is there anything out there? Like, is this what life is? Why am I here? This is the, the way that it's going to be. And it's just discomfort all of the time. And could you just send me a sign to let me know I'm not alone here? And so I think that that was really when my spiritual journey began. And it was in my 30s, which is when I find most people start to ask those questions and start to wonder if the life they're living is really the way that life is meant to be. So there is this rhythmic cycle to all of us. There are these age stages and openings that we are all meant to have at certain times. And I think it's just to be witnessed and to watch ourselves in a very gentle way, not to beat ourselves up that we haven't gone fast enough or that we haven't gotten somewhere or that we didn't know, but to just realize that part of this really is the plan. And the other part of this is understanding that we are the journey, that we're not on this journey. We're not here to get somewhere that we really are experience experiencing itself. And to, to get to the known, we have to be in the unknown. And that unknown is unconsciousness. And then we get to the known, and then we have to go back to a different unknown, which is greater consciousness. And so that's been my journey in a nutshell. You know, similar. I remember my late 30s asking myself, how much of what I believe in have I been told to believe in? And from that, how much have I actually experienced to be true, to be my truth? And I mean, all I could come up with was love and maybe fear. Those were like the two things that I knew I experienced to be true. But like everything else, all my belief systems, how I, um, the mother who I was trying to be, all of it was based on what everyone else told me. To believe yeah, said something really, really powerful. And I think that that is the foundation for all of us. I think that's the commonality. Uh, when you talked about love or fear, it took me back to a, a childhood moment that I had. And I am in the South. I am in South Carolina. I grew up in the South. And uh, at four years old, I was taking care of my grandmother who was in a wheelchair. And my parents would go off to work because that's just what we had to do. And so I would stay with her every day and I would prepare her meals and I would get her the things that she needed. And on this one particular day, the doorbell rang and I was preparing lunch for her and I went to the door and I just kind of peeked out from behind the door to see what was on the other side. And there was this little blonde boy and the feeling I got from him was extreme fear. And he was standing on my porch and he was crying and he was sweating and his blonde hair was matted to his head. And uh, it made me so afraid that I crouched behind the door even more. And he was moving his legs kind of like that pee-pee dance if a child has to use the bathroom. But I knew that that wasn't what was going on with him. And 
he all of a sudden yelled at me and he said, I don't want you to die. I don't, I don't want you to burn. I don't want you to die. Take this and save yourself. And he threw something at me and he ran away. Never saw the child again. But all I know is I was overcome with such an extreme sense of fear at age four. And I looked down on my porch and there was this teeny little book. It had a green cover. I picked it up and it had swishy paper. And it was one of those little Gideon Bibles. And so I took it, not being able to read at that age, not even knowing what this thing was. And I stuck it under my pillow because I was afraid. I was really, really afraid. I didn't want to burn the way he said, like his words were so piercing to me. And I got this image in my mind of that something like that was going to happen to me. And so the day went on, I didn't say anything to anyone. And that night my mother came to tuck me in bed and she was adjusting my pillow and this book fell to the floor and she picked it up and she looked at it. And she had this look of shock on her face because where in the world would her four-year-old child get this Gideon Bible and we're a different faith and all of these things. And so in a bit of a tone, she said, where did you get this? And so I was afraid to not tell the truth. So I told her what happened and she put the Bible on my chest and she put her hands on top of it. And she said, this is a Bible and it has lots of stories. It has pearls of truth, and it has some things probably made up. And our Bible has lots of stories, pearls of truth, and probably has some things made up. And I want you to let yourself explore all the different Bibles, because you will find they all have stories, and they all have some things made up, but they all have the same pearls of truth. Follow the pearls of truth. And what I felt in that moment was extreme love. I had these two things, this extreme fear from that morning and this intense love from this evening. And I realize now my entire life journey, all the things I created along the way was to reconcile these two things. How can these two things both exist simultaneously? And I believe that that's what we all do. And I think that that's part of what creates the signs. When I, when I sat down to write the book, I knew people must wonder, where do these signs come from? How do they originate? And I truly believe that they were all put in motion from that childhood story, from that childhood wound. And whether it's our inner child whether it's our healthy inner child, the wounded one, or whether it's our soul, I believe that these beautiful nuggets have been planted along the way in the event we got off course to help redirect us back to the real truth and this understanding that both can exist at the same time and they exist inside the umbrella of oneness, that they're not separate, that there's not duality, that duality itself is oneness, and that The signs, the symbols, the synchronicities that I talk about in the book Signs, Sacred Encounters with Pathways, Turning Points, and Divine Guideposts, are simply the prompts to help individuals remember that there is a far greater truth than what they are currently thinking about inside their heads. That was a beautiful story. You know, and also I'm from Louisiana, so I understand that 
taken care of. <laughs> it would have been different for me had someone found a book that was not of our faith. It would have been, burn it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, and, and I often think about that because I have kids that are spread. They were going to be Christians before they were born. And I often think about that, not my youngest, but my older kids. And I think how unfair that I even had chose their spiritual path before I'd even met them. Hmm. We all have that, right? We all have that the things were chosen for us, but Mm -hmm. in a way that's also this mystical experience of remembering that we're here to have. It's like, how do we know who we are if unless we first don't know who we are? You know, it's it's kind of so like construct <laughs> had to be created for us yeah. to have this adventure. And I I talk about how this really is our own theme park, our own adventurous mm-hmm. theme park, where we've got our roller coasters, we've got our, you know, scary haunted houses, we've got our hall of mirrors, we have all of those things mm-hmm. within this life experience. And part of what brings us back to our innocence, our wonder, our playfulness does end up being the signs. They, mm-hmm. they cause us to pause. They, they have us wonder if there's something bigger than us. They get us off our hamster wheel that we tend to be on because in a moment, something will catch our attention and it will make us stop and it'll make our heart beat just a little faster. And inside ourselves, we'll go, oh my God, is that a sign? Like we will literally ask ourselves. <laughs> right? And yes, it is. It is. And that's yeah. how I tell people we really are on life support. And it takes a certain amount of trust in yourself to surrender and start to lean into the signs and the synchronicities, which that's been much of my journey because that is my experience. That's where it shifted. Because then I could say, this is my experience and this is why I chose this road. Because all of the signs and synchronicities and everything led me into this place. And there I found, you know, wisdom. And so in my journey, I didn't even realize, you know, it's so interesting at the very beginning when you start to be present in the world. It's the presence that actually leads you here. So, you know, being present for the first time, hearing lyrics and songs that I've never heard before, or noticing this tree that I've walked by a million times, and then all of a sudden I have a relationship with it, or seeing the mountains. I live in Colorado, and you can see the mountains from one side or the other. It's like the most beautiful portrait, and you are an artist, so you understand. I mean, it's like, my kids are always like, this is ridiculous. I'll pull over. (laughs) Or the birds, you know, I I mean, I'm constantly in there. I'm always just seeing new things. It's like a new world, you know, when you are finally able to be present with it. And within that, you start to see also things that are leading you and guiding you. And like I said, at the beginning, there's a feeling right? There's this divine presence about it. And no one could ever take it away from me because it's my experience. Because <laughs> you could say, oh, your brain's just filtering all of the numbers or whatever. But 
I mean, over the years, I mean, some of them are so impossible that there's, there's, there's no way it's a coincidence. Yeah. You can't, you can't make it up. Once you start seeing it, you said quite a few things there. And what I really want people to understand through the book signs, sacred encounters is that these signs will show up in all kinds of ways. And the first part of that book talks about how many different ways signs and symbols are appearing that are your conversations with the universe. Mm -hmm. And then also how they're leading you because they do lead you in different uh, methods, you know, the pathways are one thing that's taking you down a road that you would not have gone. That is leading you to something that you didn't realize was yours to have, you know, turning points. Those are those moments where something just all of a sudden shifts and you have not only the turning point in your life, but there's a turning point in consciousness. It's like your brain shifts and your eyes can see and your ears can hear in a completely different way, you know, or those uh, divine guideposts that end up being the constant reminders, the tappings that show up repeatedly so that you really know you have your confirmations and you're on track. They show up in those various ways. So that first section really does help to ground an idea of what signs are. And then the third section goes into how to activate this conversation more deeply while having the proof of other people's stories in the second section. And you mentioned trust and When I was in my experience, as most people, when you're in dysfunction or when you're trying to figure out a relationship or you're in a job you don't like or you're facing financial issues, you're going to be in a bit of a quandary. You're going to have a state of confusion. You're going to try to think about all options and yet not be able to see past any of those options. Like that's where we get, right? And that's the cloud of confusion that we kind of sit in. And in those places, we often don't trust ourselves. And that's where I found myself to be. And why I think this science book is so important is science have been my personal growth path. It has been the simplest, easiest, most fun personal growth path. And personal growth and spirituality can sometimes get very heavy and can feel like drudgery because you're constantly working on yourself. And so to have it lighten up in this way where we can notice the magic of life, where we can sometimes chuckle at ourselves at what we created or what we encountered, or to develop that sense of trust, because that's what it did for me. I realized I didn't trust the universe. I didn't trust life. I didn't trust other people. I didn't trust myself and my decision-making. But as I cultivated this language with the universe, and started following the signs and began conversing with the universe, meaning I'd get the sign and realize, okay, this is now my turn to be part of the conversation. Now I must either act uh, in an inspired way, or I must think in a different way, or I must be willing to see life in a different way. Then I would get another sign. And this conversation began happening back and forth. And that allowed me to begin trusting the steps I was taking because I would I trusted that the signs would come. And as I trusted that the signs would come I, and trusted myself, I began to trust other people. So it's, mm-hmm. it's as if a web of greater self presence started to form itself. It's not like all of a sudden we have this one aha moment and we're awakened. It's like these this showering of moments that continuously evolves into an awakened state of life. 
Yeah. So the number 22 had always been like, you know, I had a kid on 222. I, I was really, I studied my ancestry for six years and I was always guided by 22. But I had done some numerology and, you know, like my numbers were also like seven and 22, you know, so, and of course seven, you know, you hear is a lucky number, right? You got seven, seven, seven behind you. (laughs) So it was one morning, this is probably about seven years ago. And I was on my Reiki master teacher course. I'd already taken one and two and three, and I'd been doing it for a few years. And so I went, I was ready and still I had, I mean, it's really ridiculous, but still I had some of the programming at that point that, you know, "Mm, hope you're doing the right thing. Hope you're not going down the wrong road and leading others and down the wrong road. There was still some there sometimes because I mean, in my very deeply rooted Catholic family, you know, they thought this was really weird. And (laughs) my brother thought I did Reiki with an actual rake. He thought it was a massage technique. And so (laughs) (laughs) I asked my mom if she would watch my little one then. And it was a Saturday, but my course wasn't until noon. And she calls me at the crack of dawn. And it's like summer and Saturday, I answered the phone and she's like, oh, are you sleeping? I'm so sorry. I said, it's 7.22. I said, my class isn't noon. And so we hung up, but my puppy at the time heard me awake. So then I had to go downstairs and my partner was watching the news. So I laid on the couch with like one eye open, let the dog out. And as I'm laying on the couch, on the television, it's a commercial and it goes, it's 722. It's 722. It's 722. And it says it like 10 times. And then the commercial's over. It was a McDonald's commercial. I was like, what? That's all I had heard and said this morning. And so I'm like, rewind that. Why would a commercial say 722? And I actually recorded it because I'm like, no one's going to believe us. And I could never find the commercial. Even today, we, me and my friend, we've dug so deep trying to find I have it on my video still but I was like this is wild and of course so I'm like I'm gonna look up what 722 in numerology or what you know anyone you know might say and I had found something which I still have that too I kept it all but it was like you know being seven you're on your spiritual path and the 22 meaning that you're building something and that you are very supported in your endeavors. And that's what it said. And I was like, well, I guess I can just feel like I'm good and I need to dismiss any of that programming that was still trying to seep into my mind. Hey listeners, did you know that Sense of Soul has a network of lightworkers affiliates program? Now you get to work with one of our inspiring guests. And I'd like to introduce you to one of our affiliates. Hey listeners, this is Jennifer from The Soul Experience and host of the podcast, The Soul Traveler. I'm here to tell you about the most profound method of inner work that somebody can do while on a spiritual path. It's called quantum healing hypnosis. In a single session, you will revisit your past lives. Your subconscious will come forward to scan your body looking for blocked emotions and health concerns. 
and then your higher self will answer the most important life questions you have. Your session is audio recorded, so you can play back all of the advice from your higher self. And you know you can trust the advice because it's coming from that part of you that is connected to source. So if you're ready to take the next step on your spiritual journey, then visit me online at thesoulexperiences.com and be sure to mention that Shanna from Sense of Soul referred to you. You can also go to mysenseofsoul.com and in the menu, look for the network of lightworkers. Now back to our amazing guest. Yeah, yeah, but that's exactly how it works. Like, right, right. when we have a question, whether we have it silently or out loud, it does right. work better if you say it out loud. And I teach several techniques within the book of really getting the clarity of your answers in signs because we have to engage that conversation. And life is exactly as magical as you say. And no one else may have seen that commercial and it was meant for you. And yet there may be other people that did see it and they would have had their own question. You know, I tell people you can be two different people walking together and a red cardinal will come by. Mm -hmm. And we have a way of having general meanings of these things, which anyone can Google. But then there gets a point where if willing, we can deepen an intimate conversation with the universe where we develop our own dialect. And that's really one of the things that I'm prompting individuals to do through this book is learn now your own dialect, because then it won't just be the momentary um, delight of, oh my gosh, I got a sign. I got to tell a friend. I got to go call somebody and then kind of flip that over your shoulder and keep moving on your day, which is what most of us do, right? We have a synchronicity. We get all excited about it. We tell a few people and then we kind of forget about it and move on. But what I'm wanting people to understand is these signs actually connect like dots. Mm -hmm. And if you're willing to put them together, all of a sudden you have paragraphs, volumes that are leading and guiding you all of the time. And if you put them together across time, you'll see the echoes of things in your life that you would not have been aware of before. And it becomes this mythic saga of your own life. It's really this beautiful uh, movie that unfolds right in front of you that you have an understanding and a piece about you as to all of the events that have occurred in your life and the meaning that they may have had and how the universe has still, every time you went off on a scenic route, has directed you back to the highway so that you can get back on course again. You know, it's it's really quite a magical thing that we have received by coming to life. And to take full advantage of it would mean to also embrace all of your signs and be delighted by them. Yes, I'm speechless. You took the words right out of my mind and heart and how I feel about it. I did an entire side podcast on the Gnostic Sophia, Pista Sophia, mainly. And it was because there were so many dots and so many signs and synchronicities and things that led me to it. And even as, I mean, I didn't expect it to be 15, 16 episodes. They're short episodes, but just kept on coming. Just there was so much I was learning and and that was the thing. That was the the difference. So what you had said, you could have a synchronicity and be so cool, right? But these were synchronicities and signs and dreams for years that were starting to become part of this journey that I never even thought. I thought it was just a really cool dream. And now all of a sudden, it's part of this 
amazing movie that I, you know, was being able to put together and see. And yeah, uh, God, I, I mean, it's so amazing too when someone else can understand that. I just love to find people who don't think that I'm nuts, that I'm. Just, yeah. <laughs> well, that's just it because most people, that's the first thing that happens. You know, my. Yeah. My whole encounters with signs started with the numbers 11, 11, 11, and 111. Okay. And I got to the point where I was seeing 11, 11 like 50 times a week on everything. And when you first start encountering this and they start to come and you start to notice that they're repeating, the first place we all go is, am I losing my mind? I can't tell this to anybody. No one would believe me. They're going to think I'm crazy. So there's so many people out there that are these closet spiritualists because they're too afraid to share that they're having these experiences when we're all having them. And what you mentioned about the 22, 11 is the number of mastery. 1111 is symbolic of a gateway of the fact that we are here to master ourselves. And to do so, we walk through this gateway where we focus on the four ones. Each of the four ones represents the pillars of mastery, which are mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual. And so as we walk through this gateway of our spirituality, whether we're conscious of that meaning or not, you will start to see the double numbers, the 22, the 33, the 44. And as you heighten and you follow that path, then all of a sudden the numbers will move to triple numbers and you'll start to see the 333 and the 555 and the 777 and all of those things. And so there is this language that tells you and mirrors to you where you are on your path. And life does that as well. You know, I teach in the book signs that first you're going to start off by seeing these individual signs and things that happen. You might even connect some of the dots, but then you're going to start to realize that there are lots of other types of signs that show up too. And they're the signs that are more unorthodox. They're the signs like uh, a, a certain person you're in relationship with. You know, that person is assigned to behaviors or ways of thinking that you hold that you didn't realize you held. Or there's the signs of things that happen with your car, you know, a flat tire or an engine that needs that has an issue or a burst pipe in your house or a flood in your basement. All of these things are signs, too. And so the book Signs is to help you reframe those from being negative or bad signs mm. to simply being signs in a neutral way that are here to send you down a different pathway, that are here to be a turning point in your life and for you to get the message of what those represent. And the book also goes into what we have been conditioned into believing are bad omens and bad signs because there's not. And I go into a story about a woman, you know, that is dealing with the number 666 and how she's terrified about that number. But that's been conditioned to us through the movie industry. 666 is actually a very powerful, very, very positive angel number. And so we have mm -hmm. to really look at how we're looking at life, how we're approaching things that are showing up in our life, and whether they create that fear or that love that we talked about in the beginning. If they create that love, it gives us the opportunity to open our hearts and expand it. Mm -hmm. If they create that fear, it gives us an opportunity to look at the beliefs we're holding so that we can let them go. First of all, by the way, it was set. Oh, you can't see it. it. The number that I saw last night wasn't 722. It was 7222. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that's interesting. And it was how many downloads I had in the past seven days. So then um, 
I, I guess I'll have to share a story that just recently, it wasn't this past year, well, it was last year, but I was in my Sophia journey and a lot of, I've had a lot of signs from the dove, which represents Sophia as the Holy Spirit. And, you know, her journey led me to secret societies. I mean, you go down the Gnostic Gospels, that's where you, you're led. And the Knights of Templar, Freemasons and all that. So there I was deep into that. And I decided to look up the Jesuits to see if there's a connection with the Jesuits. And, and that night I had researched Jesuits and Freemasons. In my search, I, all of a sudden I get a warning. It says, suspicious activity, Freemasons plus Jesuits. So I said, oh, that's weird. You know, I've researched quite some weird stuff, you know, but okay. It was nighttime and my son was saying goodbye to his friend and a dove drops from the sky and dies on my porch. Oh, wow. Now I got two warnings. I am in this dark place, right? One that I wasn't expecting to go into. So I got freaked and I actually did not continue my research or the podcast that my side podcast for like two weeks. Then one day, I'm out on my porch with my daughter in the front yard, same porch, and she's playing volleyball and it's during the day. And I had been seeing the lone dove. You know, that was another sad thing. But all of a sudden, this little bird's trying to come into my porch and it gets scared when it sees me. So it goes back to like the tree branch in my yard. And I so I'm very still and it makes its way up to my harvest wreath on my door. And it was a baby dove. All of a sudden, it was like all of the darkness and all of the negativity and the fear just lifted. And it was like, oh, my God, a rebirth. And I just felt like it was such a sign for me to keep going, you know, that I was on the right path. Return of the dove. And I cried. I was like so happy. (laughs) Of course, I took a picture of it. (laughs) It's like, no one's going to believe this. Well, again, it goes back to that place of trust. But when we do bump up against the fear, then it it just means to step back and allow that fear to dissolve, to, yeah. to do the work. You know, we, we're we here to discern when to take steps or when to take turns and to understand what life is trying to show us. And we have to be very careful of our minds taking hold of a feeling or a sign or mm-hmm. something and, going and making up a whole nother fantasy about it. Just being with what is in that moment and waiting for some other message, waiting for some other uh, pointer. I was scared because it was so symbolic Mm -hmm. in my episodes that I had released before. But all I know is that I was so freed by the fact that there was a rebirth. You know, I had someone tell me that, and I'll never, ever forget this in the Gnostic gospels, like, the darker ones are called the archons. And she said, the archons are our greatest teachers, which is true. It's the challenges. What I feel that the world needs to know right now is there really is only good. There can only be good. And we can put our energy into fear or we can put our energy into love. And I think that what a lot of the signs are supporting us in doing is attaining a level of neutrality because typically Mm -hmm. if someone sees a dead animal or a dead bird or something like that, 
the first place they go is going to be fear or it's going to be negativity because we have this idea of death as being bad or wrong. Mm -hmm. And so every moment we are being given this opportunity to expand beyond the glass ceilings of our mind and to look at them in a different way, because part of what we can uncover is this endless cycle of our birth to death to rebirth and my trilogy of living, being, and knowing go through that multidimensional experience of how we do this over and over and over again. And I've had so many people that have come to me for sign sessions to help them understand or interpret whether it's their dreams or whether it's their actual everyday Mm -hmm. signs that have come in. And more and more, there are these signs of things like you just described, a bird that's dead or something that seems very negative but it's actually just illustrative of an ego death. It's illustrative of a way of thinking or believing that you're being invited to allow to die so that you can have your rebirth, so that you can have your own awakening of the eyes and ears to a new perspective on life that is expanded and of higher consciousness. And the signs will continuously lead you to that. I tell people in the book signs that When you see a sign, really look at what you were thinking in that moment, because you were either thinking about something that you're afraid of, or you were thinking about a dream or fantasy that you wish you could be living, but you just have no idea how. Mm -hmm. And the sign appears in that moment so that the universe can say to you, we've got your back, you're okay. And Mm -hmm. so if it is something you're afraid of, it's that confirmation that you're okay. Take a step that there is far more behind you than you think in terms of good. And if it is something you're dreaming of, it is take that step, take that leap. The universe has your back. We'll provide a way for you to get where you want to go. So much wisdom in that. And it's true. I mean, the more you use your brain to think about it, the worse you're going to be. (laughs) Yes. We are naturally negative. Why we have to do such positivity work and personal growth. So once we simply accept that we are negative beings and that we have to be mindful of that. We have to watch that. And we have to look at what our thoughts and our beliefs are every time something shows up, whether it's an opportunity, whether it's a sign, whether it's an mm-hmm. experience, a person, a relationship, you know, what are the thoughts that we really get into first? Because we are self-prophesizing when we do that. And we will create that just by virtue of how we're seeing. Mm-hmm. The other part that we need to come into acceptance in is that we really are all very unconscious most of the time. That Mm -hmm. we are probably only truly present and conscious about 3% of the time. Mm -hmm. Once you can accept that you really are unconscious, and I'm not talking about the average human being, I'm talking about Mm -hmm. the average human being all the way to the high spiritual teacher. Mm -hmm. You know, to be truly present all of the time is is something that requires a lot of deep mastery and total silence. Like that kind of person is hardly saying a word, I promise you. And you can accept that, okay, I'm, I'm pretty unconscious most of the time, which means I can be open to learning. I can be open to possibility. I can be open to signs, symbols, conversations. I can just be more open because I don't know what I don't know. 
And that too is what the signs are here to show us. And so I think that instead of always trying to put on this persona of, I know all the answers or I'm in control to really go back to that place of innocence and wonder of the child mm-hmm. that really has a far greater sense of its power and its presence and purpose than even we adults do. And that's what signs are leading you to. They're leading you back mm-hmm. to the innocence that you once had. You know, I feel like now people are talking a lot more about it. It's more accepted because we've had, we've found our voice, right? To speak and to share our experiences. Being vulnerable isn't necessarily a bad thing. Growing up, I thought being vulnerable was an awful thing to do. I mean, don't tell people your business or your weaknesses. Yeah, we are shifting as human beings and we're learning to be more authentic, more embodied, more expressive of our uniqueness and our individuality and our signs that appear, the sacred encounters that we have, they are going to be as unique as we are. Mm -hmm. And they are part of what create this beautiful experience as the journey. And so I invite everyone to really understand you're not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. You are not in the world. You are every piece and part of the world speaking back to you about you. Mm-hmm. So embrace your signs, your sacred encounters, go down your pathways, have your turning points, experience your divine guideposts, and understand that all of these, aside from leading and guiding you, they are you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I use them as my inner compass for sure. You ha- you do have in your book lots of different, you share lots of stories of amazing signs. Yes. I share a lot of stories of my own personal stories, uh, just like I did in my very first book on the subject, which I wrote about a decade ago. And this is kind of 10 years later, everything else that I've learned, what else I came across and how the dots really do connect and create these echoes of experience that have an even far greater impact. So my stories uh, venture into some of the bigger picture of how do we balance the masculine and feminine? How do we look at the different levels of self that are appearing that these different signs are pointing to? And then the second section of the book, which I think is really powerful, is the inclusion of a lot of other storytellers and their sacred stories around the signs they've encountered. And I think that when individuals read the book, what they'll find is they'll see their own face in a lot of these different stories that are shared, not realizing that, oh my goodness, these things happened to me in my Mm -hmm. own way, or I encountered this, you know, feathers when this person died, or, you Mm -hmm. know, I encountered this type of insect or animal when this experience was happening. So it's added confirmation so that people can further trust what is happening in their lives. And right now in the world, when there is so much negativity and so many things that can feel so heavy. Mm-hmm. This ability to tap into your signs and your symbols, your sacred encounters, it's going to be like a lighthouse in the dark, guide you on your way and lead you in the direction that you're intended to go. And I do find it, like you mentioned the cardinal, I do find it, it's just another magical piece of it that people do have stories around a lot of the same things. Yes. Yes, they have the stories that will connect to those general meanings that connect us as a human Mm -hmm. that show us that we are far more the same than we are different. 
And yet there's this piece of really deepening in the word you used earlier, vulnerability and intimacy with both the self and with the universe. And when we can do that, then all of a sudden we get into a place where we become interconnected with the world around us. And we start to break down the barriers and the borders that we have with other people, with institutions, with organizations, or even ways of being. And that's ultimately how we will come into a place of oneness. And so I'm very excited for people to pick up the book. It's called Signs, Sacred Encounters with Pathways, Turning Points, and Divine Guideposts. It just seems like a book that's really going to be fun to read. You know, I have found that recently a lot of the signs and stuff are are actually pointing to very similar um, need of spiritual growth, like the divine feminine masculine energies balancing and unity, you know, in a collective, like all I've been attracting, because I think you do that too, energy attracts energy. And so I'm attracting these goddesses from around the world who are receiving the same things that I've received about the Gnostic Sophia, but yet they're getting it from their own culture or from a different avenue, revealing the many faces of the divine feminine. I can't tell you how freaking beautiful it has been and validating. And I think that that's kind of like when you share the stories, especially about signs and synchronicities, there's that validation, you know, and yeah, I love it. But thank you so much for coming on. Oh, it's it's been beautiful to be in conversation with you. It's just been lovely. And I, I think that what you just shared about attracting so many beings as we step more into our greater authenticity, as we do our inner work, as we begin to understand our personal path and we follow that path, all of a sudden our energy, our focus, our actions shift from that conditioned way of competition and force into a path of true personal power and Mm -hmm. celebration of one another because we're each a unique and divine piece of this masterful puzzle. And we're simply here to show up in our own light so that we bring Mm -hmm. together that puzzle of unity and oneness and love that everyone deep down really desires to experience and see. Like your mom had shared with you at four years old, right? The finding the balance that they both can exist. It is all existing together. Very beautiful. And now it's time to break that shit down. I would love to share that you are a sign for someone that is walking down the path. Your expression, your emotions, your energy, your behaviors will be that sign for an individual to show them parts of themselves that they cannot see. And so as you move down your own walk, encountering your own signs and symbols to empower your personal growth and your spiritual expansion, just remember the impact that you are having on those that you encounter, because you are that. You are a sign, a sacred encounter, a pathway, a turning point, and a divine guidepost within this world. Wow. We're pretty damn special, aren't we? We sure are. (laughs) So can you tell everybody where they can get your book and the things that you offer? 
Absolutely. Uh, Signs, Sacred Encounters with Pathways, Turning Points, and Divine Guideposts is the ninth book in the Common Sentient series by Sacred Stories Publishing. So you can definitely go to the Sacred Stories website. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, at Chapters Book, anywhere books are sold. Or you can go to my website, which is Simran, I-A-M-S-I-M-R-A-N, iamsimran.com. And you'll see uh, the book there, as well as a special bundle where I include my first gold award-winning book, Conversations with the Universe, the book Signs, and additional bonus gifts that come with that. So I hope you partake of it and start to experience all of the signs that are showing up in your life. Now I'm hearing that song, signs, signs, everybody signs. That's That's a good song. Well, thanks so much. It was so nice to meet you. You're such a beautiful soul. Oh, thank you. Thanks for listening to Sense of Soul podcast. And thanks to our special guests for joining me. If you want more of Sense of Soul, check out my website at www.mysenseofsoul.com where you can work with me one-on-one or help support Sense of Soul podcast by donating to my coffee fund. Thanks for listening.